Hello and welcome to another TV Central podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. Nice to be with you again. Last week I was on the set of the Biggest Loser singles in Sydney and chatted with the contestants. Today I'm chatting with trainer Shannon Ponton about the new series. Uh, Shannon, thanks for your time. How are you going, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Look, it, it would be difficult to start a, a Biggest Loser interview without mentioning at least just one or two questions about the ratings for the current season, which are, are, are down on, on previous seasons. Now, Excess Baggage has debuted with a number which was lower than, than the first episode of Loser, and then its second episode just totally plummeted. Now, I know you're focused on the training aspect, but in general, what, what do you make of this initial lower ratings for, for, for Loser? Is, it, is the audience getting tired, or is it just an early start to the year, you think? I reckon we've got a pretty good cult following. Um, the responses that I've had from the general public uh, in regards to the start of Loser this year has been incredibly sort of um, um, positive. And as far as everybody um, on the street seems to be really into it, it seems to have really sort of got a grasp. Yeah. Have, um, the, the people involved in the show obviously will be hoping for a sort of rise in the ratings over the next couple of weeks, but with nine showing excess baggage, do you think there's, there's enough room for both? Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately, we're one of the uh, fattest, if not the fattest nation in the Western world, and there's um, obesity epidemic in Australia is out of control. 60% of our population are overweight, so there's more than enough room uh, for two shows for people to get in there and start to learn how to change their lives. Yeah. Well, let's get off the ratings and uh, focus on the show. On on my set visit last week, there is something that quite overwhelmed me when I was there. I'd always thought that this was a, a television show at its primary core, and the fact that these people were able to transform their lives was secondary to that. However, I was watching a, um, a training session with Commando involved, and at the end of the production crew finished filming and, and left, and I naturally thought that was the end of the session. But the training wasn't over. Commando said to them he didn't care if the cameras had stopped rolling and was still pushing them. And even after he left, they um, the contestants were actually still pushing themselves and still going. So I, I kind of realised that th this was way beyond a television show. This was something that, that drove each contestant to the core on a personal level. Is that is that a fair observation? Yeah, you're on the money, Aaron. I'll tell you, the contestants do the volume of training by themselves, which means for most of them, somewhere between a 5.30 and a 6 o'clock start every morning. Mm. In the morning, most of them do about an hour. Then they have their breakfast, then they get set for the production side uh, of the show. Then we come in and do the real sort of hardcore training that we do for cameras. The contestants eat, they stretch and recover, have their dinner, and then they've got to train again for at least an hour at night. So the discipline that it instills within the contestants um, to become self-motivated and to chase their own goals is incredible, and for most of them, it does last a lifetime. Well, s seven seasons in, in for the show. Do you notice a difference in the contestants compared to the first seasons and now? Um, I would just think at the beginning that it was kind of fresh and they didn't know what was going to happen, but now these contestants would be quite familiar with the, with the format of The Biggest Loser. Do you notice a, a difference? Yeah, I think they are definitely um, a little bit more up-to-date with the format of the show, but nothing can, can actually prepare you for what it's like until you're living at Cam Biggest Loser. You, you know, you can sit back and watch, and there's so many armchair critics that say, oh, if I was there, I'd try harder, or I would have done this. But it's not until you're there, and you've got to get up every morning at 6 o'clock, and you train for three hours a day, every day for three months, that you really learn what it's like. And I think with the intensity of the environment 
that camping is loose that the contestants forget about the cameras in about the first 10 minutes. Mm. Well, um, a couple of questions before we, we talk about the show again. Um, you've been in the industry for at least 20 years. I'm wondering if anything surprises you anymore. I mean, a lot of people, when they see, <laughs> they see someone that's over 200 kilos, wonders how they got to that stage. I mean, do you still wonder that, or are you more understanding because you're familiar with their backstories? I know it still amazes me how the contestants actually let themselves go mentally to get to that way physically. Now... The science of getting that big isn't that hard to understand. They eat too much, they don't move enough. That's physically how you get that big. The bit that makes my mind boggle still is at what point in your life do you become so low that you just give up? You become a victim to food and the life, even with some contestants at a young age of 20, have the life squashed out of them, which is just horrific. They basically get to that point where they're so obese that they just give up and they capitulate and they set themselves to a life of misery, basically. Mm. Um, in a bio of you, it states that you train the way you live your life with, uh, with respect plus integrity, physical and mental discipline, as well as a strength in the mind and body. Tell me, tell me what that actually means. I mean, I, I know what it means in, in writing, but I mean, what does that mean living it out? Well, that means for me... Um, the respect thing comes first, and that's the most important thing, I believe. Uh, respect is the most important virtue or value that you can hold in life, and I believe that everything else comes underneath that. If you respect someone, you're never going to lie to them, so honesty comes under that. If you respect someone, you can afford to love them freely. You should respect Mother Nature, uh, respect other people's property. So that's the way I live my life. I respect other people, respect other people's property, respect Mother Nature. Mm. And the way I live my life with my training is the same as it is in the show, which is hard but fair. Mm. So I train hard every day. I work um, under the same ethic as well. And um, I believe if you keep a pure and open heart, at the end of the day, you'll be rewarded for your efforts. Well, p part of that, that ethic that you're talking about is I know that you also do a, um, you know, charity work. Tell me tell me more, more about what you do with uh, in regards to charity. Oh, mate, that's... The charity work's just a blessing. I love it. I do uh, a fair bit of work for the Children's Hospital at Westmead. Yep. I'm also an ambassador for Canteen, which is the kids with cancer. So I do uh, the major fund runs around Australia for them each year, like the City to Surf in Sydney, uh, the Bay to Breakers in Adelaide, the uh, Bridge to uh, Bay in Brisbane. Uh, so I run those as an ambassador. Plus, I also get the opportunity to go out and meet the kids face-to-face -face on their holiday camps and that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm also a proud ambassador uh, of the McGrath Foundation um, and really um, have found a passion there working with people affected by, bre uh, by breast cancer in particular. Well, if you're sort of fit, healthy, good-looking, disciplined, has integrity, does charity work, works on a successful television show, the question has to be asked, where's the weaknesses? All the bad habits. Um, yeah, I try. I try not to not to have any weaknesses, and if I do, I'm I'm honest enough with myself to be able to assess where it is and then try and work on it. Um, you know, my mind is strong in, in, in as far as training and that sort of jazz goes. Uh, my, my weakness for beer, I love a beer as much as the next bloke, mm -hmm. and um, but I mean, you can sort of offset that by I've got the old motto: if you play, you pay. So yeah. if I've had a, a 
couple too many beers one night, I'll be the bloke that's up first thing the next morning and running along Manly Beach with a hangover, occasionally pulling over to throw up and then continuing on. I notice um, your your website talks about um, the My Biggest Lose, the Express Rapid Weight Loss Kit that you're involved in. Um, can you tell us more about that? Sorry, mate, I missed that. The um the on your website it talks about the Biggest Lose, the Express Rapid Weight Loss Kit that that um, you're yep. sort of doing through your website. Uh, tell us more about that. Mate, that's great. What I've, I've done there's been three sort of major projects that I've undertaken in this off season. The first one was to finish writing my book, which is done now. That's called Hard Enough, and that's out. So that's a hard copy paper form of everything you need to transform your mind and your body, starting with the psychology and beating fear of failure and and breaking victim mentality, through to the science of eating properly, the science of training properly, and then finally the last lot of chapters is about keeping it up once you get there. The Express Rapid Weight Loss Kit is a six-DVD set, so people that don't like reading to get the rapid weight loss kit and there's all the lessons you need in there too about how to eat effectively, how to train effectively. There's menus and recipes plus a wall chart so you can chart your progress. And the third one is online personal training which is probably the thing that I'm most excited about at the moment. Um, with demands for me on Biggest Loser, my time's become incredibly precious and I find it almost impossible to get out and do one-on-one personal training now. So what we've done is done my personal training philosophies online. So every day you get your training programs set specifically for your fitness level. You get your daily menu plan, weekly shopping list, weekly recipes. But the most important thing I think in that system is that we have weekly weigh-ins like we do on Biggest Loser, which helps keep the contestants or helps keep my clients answerable to themselves and honest. And I think the fact that they've got some form of like um, knowing that there's a weighing coming, there's a benchmark, and it makes them accountable for their actions during the week. Uh, and the losses we've had on that are absolutely phenomenal. People living real lives, still working full time, um, pulling seven, seven and a half kilos in a week. It's quite amazing. Mm. Um, look, I'm going to throw out an interesting question here, and I can feel all the overweight people are going to say, shut up, but um, I'm going to ask, majorly overweight people have a have an obvious health issue with um, with slim people seen to as not having, you know, that issue. Now, as someone myself that sits on between 55 and 65 kilos, one would think I was healthy. However, I can't run from here to the letterbox without wanting to pass out, and my diet involves eating... Uh, excess amounts of sugar, which I'm now cutting down on. I've just been inspired uh, quite recently to, to, to stop all of that. Um, and I'm sure there's many people out there in the same situation. Is that just as much of a problem with someone that is overweight? Or, um, and how much are you you seeing of, of that out there? Firstly, Aaron, blokes like you are bad for business, mate. <laughs> I'm glad there's not more of you. As I said before, the, the statistics don't lie. Unfortunately, 60% of our population, so the overriding majority, are overweight. Now, being overweight gives a synergy to bad health. The two go hand in hand. Being overweight, you can have high blood pressure, a propensity for type 2 diabetes. Uh, you're more likely to get all types of cancers. And sleep apnea, 
and all those sort of things that can lead, lead to an early death. Unfortunately, there's a thing that you can be skinny and underweight but still not quite healthy. And the way that you improve your health, regardless of how big or how small you are, is by eating well and starting to train. So I think it's incredibly important, no matter what size or shape you are, even if you're happy with the way you look, that you do some form of training and eat well to benefit your health. Mm. Well, um, back to the show. The uh, first elimination was a shock. Selena Brown, one of the uh, largest uh, competitors gone. From speaking with her, what do you think she'll take away from the show and, and do you see a belief in her to keep her losing the weight when, when going home? Uh, I think I'm like the rest of Australia, mate, and you saw on the show, there was no theatre in that. I was absolutely horrified mm. that the Red Girls were given the opportunity not to eliminate someone. Not, not just to eliminate someone, but not to eliminate a 22-year-old deaf Aboriginal girl who never, ever was going to be a threat to anyone in that competition. They could have kept her there and they could have saved her. So I was really shattered when those contestants decided to vote Selena out. I think in that time she learnt that there is more substance in her character, that there is an ability to stand up for herself. And we saw that in the elimination, that she really was quite brave. And I think for her, that was the first time in her life that she'd stepped up. Unfortunately for Selena, the penny just hadn't dropped, and it cost her her time at Camp Biggest Loser. Mm. Um, last couple of questions. Uh, tell us about the characters in the show. I mean, uh, it's everything's starting to unfold now. I mean, Alex seems to be the, the one I'm looking at, uh, being quite cheeky. Um Tell us about any, any of the personalities emerging. Yeah, well, I mean, you can see, you can see already there's a hierarchy that's developed hmm. uh, at Biggest Loser already. You can see, uh, I can see in the red team, um, Margie and um, Lydia in particular are, um, are, are really quite strong characters. They're both physically strong and they're also quite mentally strong. Uh, you can see Alex as a, as a joker and cheeky. Um, Unfortunately, in my team, I've got uh, Hamish and uh, Ryan who have just been mollycoddled their entire lives. Mm. Uh, and for them, just getting out of their comfort zone is a major step in itself. So training every day for them is something brand new and different, and it makes life really hard for me as a trainer. Well, filming's are in, in advance, and I know you can't talk about too much about what lies ahead. Is there any hints that you can give us about what's, what's coming up on The Biggest Loser if uh, people tune in? Aaron, you put me on the spot, but there are two relationships that blossom. This, this entire series has been about giving the contestants the courage and the belief in themselves to find love. Now, already at Camp Biggest Loser, we've had two couples that have hooked up. I won't tell you who they are because they'll ruin it. But one of them, one of the boys is from my team, and he was one of the contestants that I thought would be least likely to have the confidence to put himself out there. And I'm, I'm like a proud dad, mate. I sort of sit back and say, good on you, buddy. Well done. I didn't think you had that in you in the first day. <laughs> oh, awesome. So uh, there's a smell of love in the air coming up. Excellent. Um, finally, uh, I'm sure there are many people out there inspired to change their lives through watching this program. If, if someone is sitting at home now and thinking, like, this is it. I need to do something now. I need to change my life. Um, I, and I'm thinking about taking the next step. What, what advice would you have for them moving forward? My pretty simple. Take that step. Just move. Don't get hung up 
on details. Don't get hung up on what's the best or the easiest way out. Take responsibility for where you are in that moment. Even if you're two kilos over or 20 kilos over, it doesn't matter. If you're uncomfortable with where you are, make a couple of small changes in your life, make some sacrifices, and take those first steps into regaining your self-confidence, but more importantly, feeling healthy and comfortable in your own skin. And it's that easy. Mm, awesome. Um, Shannon, uh, the show is certainly going to offer some inspiration and some surprises, some love as well. Um, so thanks for joining me here today. Absolute pleasure. Thanks very much. And look out for the love blossoming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shannon Ponton, trainer with The Biggest Loser Singles, airing Monday to Thursday for one hour each night at 7pm. You can also be happy to know that a 30-minute episode will air Fridays at 7pm from February the 17th on 10. Uh, you can always catch up with the show on 10's website, but to learn more about Shannon, you can log on to uh, shannonponton.com.au. Now, his name's spelled S-H-A-N-N-A-N, so shannonponton.com.au. Um, and you can check that out. That's all from this podcast. Thanks for joining me, and I look forward to the next one. Until then, I'm Aaron Ryan for tvcentral.com.au. See you then.